having a deeper process of of a situation or a concern makes you understand why it happened and then you sort of become happy when you understand it. Hi Casey, thank you for joining me on the sixth episode of In Full Effect podcast. It's been already six episodes, it's crazy for me. Thank you so much for jumping on the call. I know you're in the Philippines, we only have a small time difference, right? Yep. But I'll introduce you real quick to the audience. I met you actually here in Vietnam mm-hmm. about a year ago when I was shooting one of the promo videos of a, a spa and I was a friend of yours. And yep. you were one of the actors or extras in the video <laughs> and then since then not we, after we stayed, um, the, yeah. the spa was really good service yeah i wasn't yeah, true, <laughs> true. yeah, no, yeah you but, weren't yeah, acting yeah. but you were in in there so and um <laughs> okay. since then we've been in touch because in the end of the day ho chi minh city is not that big of a world uh, especially if mm-hmm. you live in tao dien or you're around tao dien a lot and then from the first time i didn't i didn't get to know you well but then after that i got to know that you're running a few businesses one of which you're a co-franchise owner for Anytime Fitness. And you started that mm-hmm. in the Philippines where you were pretty successful. And then of, and then you wanted to bring it to Vietnam where you also tried to grow it. And I think I met you on a few times where you were promoting it with your whole team there uh, on a, not, mm-hmm. a lot of network events or at least a few of them. And I also want to talk to you about that a little bit about networking and how you see that as a serial entrepreneur how the importance of networking. Besides that, I'm very happy you're on the podcast because you're super chill to talk to, very easy to talk to. And um, I think it's very interesting for the people to hear what you have to tell us. So again, thank you so much. How are you today? <laughs> Good, actually. It's a very productive day. Um, yeah, what you mentioned, yeah, nice to meet you in Vietnam. We had those um, like, Yeah, fun nights in Vietnam, very memorable. And yeah, we did get to talk a lot about, well, nothing about podcasts, but I did the gyms and then you did this videography thing. And now congratulations on your sixth episode of your podcast. It is my first one. And bear with me if I am <laughs> like, uh, I say something unorthodox or anything, but uh, I'll, I'll oh, do my worry. best we to have people cursing contribute. On here, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So actually, when uh, Casey, when I proposed this episode to Casey, he was like, oh, could we do that drunk as well? I was like, well, <laughs> maybe that's for a different kind of podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe the second maybe the second episode with you could be a good idea. Maybe and then we can dig deeper in some things. <laughs> so real quick, uh, can you explain me and the audience a little bit more about what you do, a little bit about yourself, uh, where you come from, all that stuff? Okay, so my name is Casey. I was born and raised and spent 30 plus years of my life in the Philippines before I went to Vietnam. So I, I, I was a teacher for four years. I taught kids. And then after those four years, I immediately went to entrepreneurship with Anytime Fitness. And I also started as an employee with Anytime Fitness. What I did mainly was sales. So sales was very, I guess, new to me at that time, but I love talking to people. I love understanding what people need and I love giving them 
what they what what their business needs or what they need personally. So I love serving that that purpose. Nice. So is that still stuff you do anytime fitness? Because you did it a lot in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. So anytime fitness in the Philippines, uh, we were able to. Uh, I was part of the original team, and then we were able to grow it to 100 plus branches, and I franchised some, and. That's the reason, I guess, why I was awarded Anytime Fitness in Vietnam. Of course, I had help. And of course, I had people vouching for me to, to redo what we did in the Philippines. Nice. And bring the Anytime Fitness to Vietnam. That's correct. So, yeah. But the, the Anytime Fitness experience in the Philippines was, people would say, it's a gym, okay? And then it's a franchise model like mcdonald's but it's a gym and then you just sell it and then people buy and then they do it it was hard at first when people didn't know about the brand and then it it evolved into something different so uh, there was a time when i didn't i didn't even have uh, a hard time selling it already because people just believed it so uh, the reason why i was very motivated to sell it and at the same time, people people were so sold to to start their own venture doing it. It's because of the purpose of Anytime Fitness. So Anytime Fitness is a 24-hour gym, right? And in the Philippines, we have a lot of BPOs. We have a lot of like graveyard shifts. People in the Philippines have uh, these, like, I don't know how you call it, but it's, it's very traffic. It's hard to time manage and then anytime fitness just works for them at first. But as an advocate of health and wellness, you, you, you start to sell a lifestyle to them, to people. And then you start acquiring trust from different ages. Like a gym, before anytime fitness came to the Philippines, it was like luxurious. You needed to wear the right clothes to be in the gym. They, they branded it as actors and actresses who were using the gym. So anytime fitness, we didn't do it that way. So we wanted to capture the full market and not be intimidating. And I was inspired by that as well. And then it became easy to sell because you, were, you weren't you were picky about your market. Even a person who can afford, a, let's say, a $40 per month gym, you try to sell it. And a promise that they will become healthier when they use your product. So in line to your question, uh, when the pandemic happened, somehow, uh, of course, in my mind, the top three lines of business businesses that had a hard time was uh, aviation hotels and then gyms <laughs> so I, I i felt that way like it's so hard to to get back it's so hard to tell the market to come back to to exercise again but because it's an indoor facility and then people were just oh well they were afraid that they might get covid and it was hard to explain to the market that you should go or exercise to increase your immunity and so on. We all we all know these explanations, but the the main problem was even I felt even myself I'm guilty of it that anytime fitness and the the team that I was with the people who I invested with um, we somehow forgot why we did it why what was the purpose why we were doing anytime fitness and because. 
Um, there was no revenue coming in. We were losing money. We got distracted from that purpose. And we really, really uh, had a hard time financially. Mm-hmm. And the tendency of people or, or companies when they're desperate is you're, 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 you're thinking sort of shifts to how do we survive? And then you forget your purpose. So now... Anytime Fitness, I think, is on, uh, in my opinion, is uh, or in all gyms in general, is on a rehab- rehabilitation stage. And I, I guess I want to speak for all business in general. It's very hard to get back. Um, we we went through something that was uh, unforecasted. And I mean, no one knew mm-hmm. how to solve this because it never happened to you yet, right, in your lifetime. So, yeah. Now it's on rehabilitation, but we're still alive. I believe I am still young and I can do, uh, I still got a lot of time to, to fix everything and to bring things back to, to its pace. But I, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a new norm. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's such a difficult time because you had also other businesses running before COVID. Yep. Yeah, I had a milky shop. <laughs> so yeah, something that gets you fat. And then I was in Anytime Fitness Balance. And uh, <laughs> we invested in um, bowling, uh, a bowling bar alley. We also invested in coffee. There were a lot. Mm. But it always needed a purpose. It always, we, we needed to have fun doing it. We needed to, we needed to inspire ourselves. Oh, why do we have to do this? And all those businesses for me, a requirement is, what is what is the purpose of this? Why why do we do this? What do we want to achieve mm-hmm. um, aside from financial financial gain, right? So yeah, nice. Yeah, it, it's it's not been an easy time for sure. <laughs> Same mm. here in Vietnam and and for our business here. Besides the the if, like your actual businesses, I want to get more into your thinking and your mindset around things. And let's start with. What are your goals and aspirations right now? Well, uh, my my goal is to get back on my feet. It's uh, well, get back on my feet, but I'm not expecting. Uh, when I say get back on my feet, I don't mean that uh, I want to have the same liquidity. But get back on my feet, meaning my mental health is restored and people around me are positive again or happy again and don't have to worry about debts, rents of their businesses or not being liquid enough to pay for their responsibilities in their homes. And I still feel some of it and uh, around me uh, in my circle. So the best that we can do is really my aspiration for now, short term, is to feel that myself and people around me are okay and i guess that's where it starts that when you feel that that's when you can start being aggressive again in mm. business yeah and long term what's always long been the term, goal like let's even say before covid what was the idea was there like a, a certain well, vision the reason you did these things like you said it's not always about the money it's not always about making money yeah what was the long-term goal or okay. dream? Yeah, so uh, I want to share what Anytime Fitness taught me. 
So anytime fitness, the founder said he always had his four Ps. So it was people, purpose, play, and profit. So I want to start with people. So, So the whole, sorry, the whole message of it is we invest in people who believe in our purpose, who still knows how to play and have fun, but at, at the end, maintaining a profitable outcome. So those four Ps are very important. And well, let's start with people. So people, we, me, myself, I sort of hire or invest with or work with people who, who are happy, positive, and somehow doesn't pull me back doesn't, uh, and understands the purpose that we want to drive in, uh, that, that we want to drive into. So a great example is Anytime Fitness. For the purpose of that venture in the Philippines, Philippines was very, how do I say this? Because I lived in Vietnam. I lost weight. When I went back to the Philippines, I gained weight. So Philippines is a very uh, somehow still catching up in terms of treating treating uh, health and wellness as a what do you call it as as a necessity and not a luxury. So Philippines still has some catching up to do with that. But when Anytime Fitness came, we catered to everybody. We didn't choose anyone. We didn't choose who's pretty or handsome or who had money. We convinced the the greater public that we want to get people. Um, one person at a time to a gym that, that works for them, 24 hours open, you can go anytime. And then in the span of, let's say, six months, you're a better person or you, you have better health. And I believe we somehow contributed a great aspect to that in the Philippines. Like people knew, it doesn't like, Anytime Fitness came, 140 branches, but a lot of other gyms came because of the hype that Anytime Fitness gave and healthy food came in. And I believe a lot of people now, compared to before, understands the importance. So my goal is to contribute to something big like that. Anytime Fitness how does it contribute to the society in the Philippines? And I wanted to share that in Vietnam. Um, but COVID happened, so I guess that will be delayed. But I still want to stick to it. I was very happy doing it. People who felt healthier trusted me or trusted the brand or trusted my team or trusted people around me that like people said, you changed my life. I changed someone's life by being obese to this, having a heart condition to be being normal. So that was the purpose of Anytime Fitness. And we were so happy doing it. We woke up every day motivated and not lazy because each day you meet a new person who will just, you have a potential to change this person's life, right? So with in line to your question, I want to contribute to something that big. Anytime Fitness was one. Uh, on my next big venture, I want to contribute to something that will change something very big in the Philippines, positively, or, or, or in Southeast Asia, or even bigger. Uh, I don't know what that is yet, but that's my goal. Well, keep me updated on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. We'll come up with something. 
So for you, it's uh, the purpose is beyond yourself and it's more focused on helping people and helping people in the right direction to, to, to improve them. Right. Because you already, you know, what's important for you and you know, what makes you happy and you want to share that with people. Mm -hmm. Nice. Exactly. That's great. That's awesome. (laughs) My next question would be the, the big question for the podcast, let's say, and, and I want to see your idea on this and what is your full potential? Okay, so full potential, I would say I want to, hmm, you know, to be honest, my mind is like, wants to, uh, wants to do a lot of things. Uh, and until I find that spark that I feel that will become um, this, this full potential, then I'll do it. But uh, in terms of maybe myself as my full potential, there I will I will create something or invent something or bring in something in a large scale that will change lives of a lot of people. And I don't. It might be. <laughs> it might not be perfect. Like some people might think it's negative or positive, but that's what we want to do. We want a positive change, and. Right now, uh, so so how to to identify a positive change or your full potential is you try to identify, start with a small scale. You try to identify, let's say, problems in Manila. Let's say, so Manila is the metro and then there are problems in the news, in society. And then try to identify one that you feel, okay, here I can help in this uh, in this aspect. And then you think of something you can do on that scale, Metro Manila, and then if the results are good, then you can scale it a little bigger, the Philippines, and then once it's very successful in the Philippines, you scale it larger. So I guess the full potential is solving a problem identified and contributing to that problem and then scaling it. Nice. That's. I have that's... not identified that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't identified that potential yet, but. But yeah. So, okay, like you, you bro- broke it down very analytically of how you see that for yourself. And you like you have an idea of a general thing that you want to do, like you want to help people, but you don't know exactly what yet. And that's totally understandable, but at least you have that, that, that feeling and that purpose of doing so. So let's reel it back a little bit of right now. Like uh, you mentioned that, okay, you want to get back on your feet. Um, and you're very busy trying to get all the businesses back on their feet. And in the meantime, you're still trying to help people. Uh, you mentioned you're a very busy man, especially in crazy Manila traffic. It's not easy to, to time manage, like you mentioned. So right now, what do you do on a daily basis or step-by-step step to reach your full potential right now to do the, the most you can? Okay. Uh, hmm. well, in terms of time management, you can manage the morning <laughs> when you wake up, there's this regimen of take your coffee, pray, and then, uh, I check my kids, uh, wake them up, give them a bath and then try to get to work on time. Let's say if you want to be on a specific point, 
at nine o'clock every day. Um, you can start with that. So that's what my all my mentors taught me. Everything can be taught and learned except being disciplined in terms of following time, for example, respecting others' time. I am guilty sometimes of being a little lazy. I can wait a little five minutes more. But avoiding that, and, and let's say, um, since we don't have this target yet, then we could start with those things. And then, I don't know, finishing, you know, once you get to that point, I make it the point that they said you're, you're a productive person if you finish eight tasks per day, big or small. So that's the normal thing. So I tried to go over it. 12 tasks, let's go. <laughs> and you won't great. be able to finish that. So yeah, so do it's you a also, pretty measurable outcome. Yeah. So do you use any uh, apps or how do you de- define your task? Like you have a notebook or your phone. Uh, what do you use mm-hmm. for that? Uh, I use mostly Google. Google Calendar, Google Keep. Um, mm. Google Keep for your to-dos. I have a notebook also. And I have, yeah, mostly Google. Mm. I, I I love Google. Like yeah, everything's yeah, Google. Great. My phone is Google. It's great. Yeah. So and when Google do you make really that list? Time manage. Yeah. When Sorry. do you make that? Do you make that list in the morning or in the evening before you before you go to bed? Ah, I make the list in the morning. I usually do on a Sunday. I plan the week. And then I the start of the day, especially Monday, it's very important. You can sometimes you'll miss it, but don't miss Monday. So Monday is very important. There, there's a saying, whatever you do on Monday, most likely will happen for the rest of the week. So practice good. <laughs> I mean, do good practices on Monday. Don't drink on Monday. So okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, try to do that. But yeah. Everything on a Monday, be a super productive on Monday and the rest will follow. But Sunday, I try to plan my week, what happens on that I remember Monday to Friday or Monday mm-hmm. to Saturday. And then the rest falls into place. It's not perfect. You will miss some. You will double book something. And then it's you just say, sorry, this, that. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Cool. Nice. You're in serial entrepreneur i want to say and to get to this point have you are you self-taught all the way here or did you go to school for certain aspects of this uh i had no i didn't study anything business related from school from college my course was education so it was mostly teaching i had a mentor for business which was my first business partner in anytime fitness he was a friend and a teammate so he was my football teammate in college and he taught me he taught me uh, everything there is to know about formal businesses papers contracts like that and practices but what i contributed was uh, i think because I'm a teacher, because I'm a, I'm a special ed teacher. So I, there was a point where I teach special kids. It takes a lot of patience and trying to read a person what it needs, what he needs, what she needs. And somehow I applied it to sales. <laughs> yeah, so, in the end of the day, sales is all about how people think and how you can help them with what they need, right? That's, that's yeah. sales, basically. You fulfill their needs. So moving on is 
you kind of mentioned you mentioned about like uh, where you are in your career right now, and I know that you're actually not there yet. What you want to be, right? Uh, because in the end of the day, you want to go big. But right now, what is stopping you the most to reach those goals? I would say debts. Debts from COVID. I don't want to start something big with with a big something hanging on my shoulder mm. so i want to clear everything clean it first but i want to time it like okay i'm 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 36 years old now when i get to 37 or 38 these debts are done whatever we left behind like businesses that had a hard time because of covid i want them to get back on their feet or probably cut losses and then and then have a peaceful separation with everything and then start doing it but it has to be timed you don't want to linger on like okay this is not yet done and then you're just hindering yourself from it but yeah i am putting a timeline on it like on good better best two years uh two years is the good one and a half years is better one year done best nice so if it's one year done then then we can already uh, I can already start it and then but it doesn't stop you from brainstorming yeah so even if it's within the year do you already know what your next step is going to be I hope so yeah <laughs> okay but so there are still, a lot yeah that's good though that's good you already mentioned one thing uh, your mentor has been a very important person in your life for business are there yeah. any other people in your life that shaped who you are right now my wife <laughs> So my wife taught me <laughs> to <laughs> safe answer. This is recorded, right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah my wife. <laughs> so my wife uh, just taught me to balance it. And she has never stopped telling me to balance everything. You know, I drink a lot. and uh, But I, I, it doesn't stop me from waking up early and going to work. But uh, I like meeting people when I go out. And... My wife reminds me to not not to go not not to go out, but to manage it, mm. like manage it, and then okay, you have to do this. Sometimes she writes my schedules, and then okay, you can drink as long as you're this, as long as you're here at this time, I've even if you similar, smell like alcohol. That's okay. Yeah, I've heard similar <laughs> advice from Mayan sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there that's you great. Go. Any anyone else besides wife? Hmm. I would say there are a lot, but those are the main ones. Yeah, my mentor mm. and my kid and my wife. Yeah. And of course, my inspiration are my kids. Nice. That's great. How old are they? Uh 12, 7, and 5. Wow. Wow. Three kids. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Are there any uh things in your life, like moments or obstacles that shaped who you are right now hmm. covid obviously. Uh, covid <laughs> is a very it's an obvious answer charge to experience money you lost charge to experience but yeah you learn a lot uh maybe before that uh i would advise parents like me to put your kids into sports especially team sports team mm -hmm. sports build a lot of character and I guess when uh, people in the industry like me because I don't give up easy and I 
seem calm whenever we're like um, uh, the business turns into this all of a sudden and then I'm able to stop and think calmly. But I learned that from sports, from being disciplined by the coach for the pressure of games, teammates who uh, teammates from different cultures, talking to them, you understand a lot of um, a lot of cultures and people. So yeah, I got through a lot of things because I had that experience. Mm. That's great. Yeah, it's very important. I see that as well. And one one thing I wanted to ask you is because I'm I'm a big advocate of networking and I see a big importance in that. And I want to see your opinion in, in that, uh, especially because you grew a few friend that like you grow a franchise, you grew a few other businesses. What's your approach to networking and how important is that to you and 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 for your surroundings? Hmm, okay. It's very important in in the sales industry. So in my in in my history of selling a lot of things, selling a franchise, selling equipment and everything, it had a lot to do with networking. So networking for me is hmm. There's a line between trying too hard to get all these big names in your portfolio. It's a give and take. So, so networking, I would say, introduce yourself by not giving a business card, but by doing something memorable to a lot of people. Um, you you can give your business card, of course. But it doesn't mean that you will be remembered. Probably majority of business cards are misplaced or <laughs> they are forgotten at a bar or a, a meeting table or something. So really, you need to leave something for that person to remember you. That it will strike that person as a realization. Oh, that, that uh, Casey, he asked you this. And then I get remembered in that way. and then. You do things, not necessarily for for that person. You do things on a scale that you will be remembered. So that's how I guess a good networking starts for me. And uh, I remember in in the drinking scene in Vietnam, I uh, when I get when I get really like like about to get drunk, I ask people if they're happy. If you ask people who I'm close with in Vietnam, what does Casey say when he gets drunk? I'm very known for asking, uh, like, like my eyes are like this, are you happy? And it's, <laughs> it's part of the four Ps that I, that I explained earlier, like the play, happy, you got to have fun what you, with what you do. Yeah. So when I ask it, even if I'm intoxicated, are you happy is a sincere question on are you happy with what you do are you happy in general are you happy with your life um do you feel that what you do is in line to your purpose yeah and i got i get remembered with that question and then somehow when i see him again casey are you happy and it's like ah <laughs> oh, this person remembers me now you're part of my network <laughs> nice something like that that's something great like that. that's a really yeah. good one i might might steal that or modify that. To <laughs> <Go my own. laughs> um, so do you have like maybe other little things that people can can do to get remembered by that maybe 
more sh like introverted people or, or mm. for a lot of people, it's already a big step to go to a network event or to socialize with people. Mm -hmm. What are like little steps to be able to stand out instead of just like, oh, here's my business card. Hello. Mm -hmm. I have a good example. So especially for introverts. So introverts, even if you're an introvert, you already have an existing network. It doesn't matter how shy you are or how um, how um, outspoken you are. An introvert, what they can do is identify a need of a person, then introduce a person, another person that can cater to his need. And then when, even if you didn't give that service, the, the person you know gave that service, then you'll be remembered by introducing that service and you'll be remembered as someone who helped, right? Nice. And you didn't need to explain anything. You didn't need to explain your business or anything, but you start to get remembered by being a go-to guy in terms of, ah, this person can help you even if I'm not, even if it's not my expertise. Nice. So go yeah. with a friend to a network event that can help someone yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, I do this. Ah, I met this person earlier. Uh, this is, um, he, he does this. Yeah. But even if you didn't do, even if it's not your expertise, they'll, they'll remember you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, because I, I kind of am an introvert. And that's also one of the reasons why I want to want to do this podcast is to, to talk to people more, to get to know people more, to be better at speaking and and expressing um that's one goal so yeah there's actually really good tips um and definitely will use them as well that's why we actually with the cake collective uh, my company we we sponsor a lot of events or partner a lot of events because then we are that already a a talking point immediately and i don't have to approach too many people but i get approached because once I get approached, I'm fine talking, but it's setting that first step towards people that, that I usually have more issues with. Yeah, to break so the ice. Yeah, it's it, it's so dumb because once that ice is broken, I'm a waterfall. Like, <laughs> like I keep talking, I keep talking, yeah. I keep talking. Especially uh, most of us are like that. Yeah. yeah. Either the ice needs to get broken or the, the, the few beers will melt the ice as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good term. I'll use that too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell your wife, I just need to melt the ice a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct. Uh, cool. Another question for you is, do you compare yourself with others throughout your journey uh, and on a daily basis or was there a point in your life where you really struggled with that? Uh, uh, to be honest, no. Um, I'm not trying to carry my own bench, but I find myself not having to do that. But I do look up at other people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm comparing. And yeah, just try to identify, let's say, the remember the key things that uh, that other person uh, other people do other businessmen do that you idolize and then you try to apply it mm. yeah but not not necessarily comparing it yeah but also not a, like in a positive way like you use it as fuel uh like yeah you actually already mentioned it like you look up to someone and you try to mimic and match it right 
So yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's great. Yeah, um, that's really good. And then we're getting to our last few questions, actually. Uh, we actually already talked about your short-term and mid long, uh, mid and long-term plans. So to recap a little bit, short-term is try to get your feet back underneath. Mid-term is to get your debt go like off. And then long-term is to save the world with more happiness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with happiness, with rainbows and butterflies. Nice. But yeah, that's great though. Do you have any uh, recommendations for people for self-improvement? like books or or podcasts or anything that you do and and follow on a daily basis to grow your uh, yourself uh hmm. well i don't really listen to podcasts to be honest uh i you'll have to do now though <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this this inspires me so yeah i'll listen to more podcasts now um books Nothing really with nothing really with um, what do you call it like uh, pertaining specific to business. Um, I would I would recommend. Well, this is a Christian book, but uh, I I read one book. It's called The Shack, and the lessons learned on that book can be applied to real life and businesses. So, uh, but it's a Christian book. It, it's teaching a lot of, I guess, forgiveness and understanding people, why a person would do this. And instead of getting mad at this person, you try to understand what's behind it. Mm-hmm. And somehow it applies to catering to a need. Yeah. So it's asking yourself those questions and actually standing still with it uh, and mm-hmm. thinking about it helps. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Are you happy right now? Yes, always. Always. Always? It's, it's my secret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even so it, during COVID, always, yeah. I'm always happy. Mm-hmm. And as long as, uh, well, I didn't lose anyone. I didn't yeah. um, mourn or grieve on um, someone very, very close. No, nothing like that. So mm-hmm. I'm happy. I guess that would um, somehow. Um, shake me off my balance if something like that happened. But mm. yeah, in general, I'm always happy. Even the failing businesses, even debts, trying to get back is hard. But yeah, always happy. So to be always happy, I, I'm like I know it's not always like crazy happy. Like you have like yeah. your lows and highs in that, of course. But I imagine you need to have a certain thought process with that, right? Or like. You, do you focus on a certain thing that you know, like, oh, yes, this happened and it's unfortunate, but look, I'm still happy because da da da. Is like, is there something that keeps you in that mentality? Hmm. Uh, I, I would say being, having a deeper process of, of a situation or a concern makes you understand why it happened. And then you sort of, become happy when you understand it like mm. people are let's see scared or scared or unhappy on things that they don't understand so for me even let's say this person gets mad at me if your thought process is you try to understand why this person is like this what's his history um, what's his circle then 
then you understand, okay, he did this because of um, because of this history. And when you understand it, when you understand something, then you become happy, content, content with what you what you want to feel and mm-hmm. what you want to achieve short term, long term, you didn't achieve it fully, but you try to be contented because you understand why. And then the mm-hmm. next time you do things, then you have a past learning yeah. because you were contented with something. Yeah. yeah, you're a very practical and analytical person in a way. That's what I noticed about Thank you. Like, the whole the whole talk we have. Is that something you're mm-hmm. aiming for as well? Or is that just a characteristic of yourself? Um, it's, yeah, it's a characteristic. Um, mm. And it's, well, in, in business, I guess I'm that person. But it's not always good to have... Let's say you're you're five partners in a business, and then all of you are yeah. like analytical. He, uh, there's it's okay to have partners that are non-analytical, doesn't think, and then just wants to go aggressive. I want those partners as well. I'll analyze it for you. Just just don't stop being aggressive. So yeah, uh, that's another advice to balance it out. If there are let's say five cases in a company, then I don't think that'll work. It has to be different characteristics. Yeah, I heard that as well. I mean, my business partner is 15 years older than I am. So Mm -hmm. he's calmer. He's more calculated in certain things and experienced. Uh And I'm I'm sometimes... What's his name again? Kevin. Singaporean, right? Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Lee. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm, I'm the young bull running through and i'm also very analytical yeah. in, in solving problems so I, I because i i have a like i love physics and engineering and stuff so i always had that mm-hmm. idea of breaking things down yeah but it's very interesting and, and you're right like you you find a balance within the business you find a balance within your life on a notch is your wife then also very sporadic and 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 active and and like a, an immediate immediate decision taker by any chance She's not analytical. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, it's, yeah, you, you find that balance in life. It's funny to see that. Like, uh, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm only 26. I'm 10 years younger than you are. But I see that those are like reoccurring things. And it's very interesting indeed. Yeah. Well, my wife, uh, I like to, I would like to think that um, my, so I will, as, as, the, as the head of the family, I'll, I'll handle the most important stuff and then she'll handle the not so important stuff. And then when I, when I tell her that she's going to be like, uh, what do you mean that not important stuff? I'm like, like second, second, uh, second to you. And I say she would handle where we're going to live, where we're going to work, where the kids are going to study. Um, what are we going to plan for the next five years and then she would say ah that's 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 second that's the second priority yeah and and then me i'll handle global warming politics is that so i'll <laughs> handle the first priority ones and then you can handle the the less important ones <laughs> that's great that's a good approach yeah. do you have a favorite uh, quote or saying you go uh, by hmm not from that book but in general, uh, like it could be your life philosophy or 
could be a favorite quote you heard? Hmm. I have a lot, but I'm sort of having a mental block now on that. What's my favorite thing? I think we already talked a little bit. It's not necessarily a quote, but it's like a philosophy you go by, right? It's like Mm -hmm. focused happiness, like always striving to help others. Ah, okay. I thought of one now. So with, with, with the quote unquote, are you happy? So happiness is very relative. And your happiness is not the same as mine, right? And yeah, and I guess I live by um, like what I said earlier is everyone is very subjective in terms of what we want. And to become, I guess, a service-oriented person or to become a person good in their network, to be known in their network, is being able to understand their happiness, being able to relate to their happiness, practicing good empathy. If I was in your, if I was in their shoes, how would I think? What would I do? What makes them, what makes them buy? What makes them decide on something? What emotional aspect do they feel uh, before they make a decision? And yeah, I suggest reading those things. You can read it through body language, the way they talk. You can get it by finding a common ground. Let's say I met in business. I'm trying to sell something to someone and then you ask questions and then you land on something that you both liked or you both did. And then it starts there. And then you, you start to read. And of course... I don't know if I've been talking too much, but listening is very important. Yeah. Heard that as well from my future wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, to- I totally agree. It, it's where it all starts in the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Start with listening. And then you can start analyzing because there's nothing yeah. to Relativity. analyze. Yeah. Relativity. Correct. Yeah. That's awesome. To finish okay. off the, the podcast, where can people follow you on your day-to-day? Ah, well, I have Facebook and Instagram. I have a lot of, I use a lot of links for my business. I, I'm sorry that I, let's say my Facebook or my Instagram is not that active day-to-day. I do post some stories once in a while. Hmm. But yeah, feel free to reach out to me and ask anything through Facebook or Instagram, the most active ones, yeah. Awesome. I'll definitely link that below. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much, Casey. Thank I'm, you also. I'm very happy. For my first you... podcast. <laughs> yeah. That, well, welcome. Um, I'm very it's happy you came bad. on. I was nervous at first. <laughs> no, I, like, I, I don't want to make it. It's not like it's a bit of an interview, but in the end of the day, I just want to see your perspective on things because you've been through certain experiences. You do certain things that others don't. Um, but might inspire other people. So I just want to share that with people. And and I knew you had great values and views, and I just wanted to get it out there. So thank you thank so you. much. I hope we inspire a lot of people. Yeah. I hope so too. And I'm really happy <laughs> we, we had a catch up again. Uh, it's been a while. Are you planning on coming back to Vietnam at any time? I want to. I, mm-hmm. I do miss you guys. <laughs> like there's a big network that we're trying to keep in touch but of course being busy or having too many people that you know 
having too much diverse ideas, then you, you tend to forget yeah. a lot. But yeah, I got to get back to get in touch with people. I learned a lot in Vietnam. I learned mm. different cultures in Vietnam. So it's definitely I, I a, a place to learn things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe for travel or anything, I, I really want to come back to the Philippines as well. So let's we'll go. Probably cross our paths again. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I hope cool. so. We're still young. We have a lot yeah. of years ahead of us that <laughs> I'm sure we'll I'll meet you somewhere there. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye.